white woman in America. Uh, me and Kara are both in, really into true crime as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay. I feel like everybody's into true crime now. Why is it's that? It's kind of taken over. It's kind of, yeah, it has. I don't remember there being so much of like documentaries and podcasts and stuff. But there's about always that. been people that have been into true crime. Like there's always been people. Barbara Walters. Well, Snapped has always <laughs> been super popular. Yeah. That one's been huge for a while. First now. 48. I used to love First 48 on A and E. Yeah. And then I feel like a lot of people have always <laughs> just stuff. shown up to, <laughs> like, people showing up to crime scenes and stuff like that. Like, now it's just more accessible Yeah, that we get to have just a little true crime. <laughs> a little sick. In a way. <laughs> it, We're all does it say something disgusting. about society where th- everybody's enthralled with it and so. listening to people get whacked? And that's just how we spend our evenings now? We're sick. That's yeah. what it is. That's the best way to put it. But I think now... Yeah. We've Murder kind of, porn. Yeah. That's what it is, though, isn't yeah. it? Isn't mm-hmm. it just kind of seeing how the other side lives until they until get whacked? Until they don't. Yeah, until they don't live anywhere. <laughs> I think also, like, I always, I always say this is why I listen to it, and maybe it's just me talking myself into it, but, like, I want to know what could potentially happen to me. Like, I could, like, just coming into your garage podcast studio today, <laughs> like, everybody knows that we're here. <laughs> Sent out the little SOS. Yes. Hey, my location's mm-hmm. here. If I don't move for a oh, couple yeah. hours, uh-huh. send somebody over. I Googled over. you. Like, we have all of your information. And then walking up, and it was just a garage today, I was like, I feel like I've heard a story like yeah. this. I called <laughs> Haley, and I was like, I'm waiting for you before I go in there. <laughs> so it is something, like... I'm training slash preparing myself, knowing all of these awful things have happened in the world and just kind of hoping that they don't happen to me. But yeah. is there anything you can do about it? Right. Because you guys both still showed up. Well, you guys took well, your chances. Well, she right? waited. I have advice <laughs> oh, for, you, were waiting for you if you were going to mor- murder us is lawyer up right away. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing everybody does completely wrong in mm-hmm. every true crime yeah. podcast mm-hmm. documentary is they start talking. Yeah. Just I think that's lawyer. crimes in lawyer, general. Lawyer, lawyer. Mm-hmm. People just start talking. They just want to say, oh, no, no. I, I just came home and found him like this. We have our attorney present right now, actually. Yeah. I thought I saw his car curtain. out front. I thought he was waiting just to make sure. Armed bodyguard just hanging out. Yeah, yeah he's armed as well. It's our, our attorney is posse. <laughs> have you guys had any kind of sketchy run-ins where you guys are dealing with just everybody out and about in the community? Or has everybody been pretty okay? Well, one thing that always crosses my mind a little bit when we go to a new venue (laughs) that's like at a barn (laughs) is you know i hope this isn't the one i hope this is a legit wedding (laughs) they're not just hauling us out there show up at a dark i don't know why would anybody want to murder us i don't know i think that's what everybody says and then it happens we would never it would never happen to us but I don't know. Maybe the competition. No, I'm just kidding. Do you think that, I can't wait to see, hear part two of this podcast. Do you think that that primes people in a weird way when they are aware of that and just how frequent it happens that it kind of frames your brain into this weird sense of now I have to be on edge yeah. constantly. I was raised by a very paranoid mother. Yeah. <laughs> so you so, kind of already had that. Yeah. Uh, well, now I'm just at a point in my life where I try not to live in fear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so also, maybe I take risks that I shouldn't, but. Yeah. And not to be like a real bummer, but we're also women that work in an industry that we're constantly mm-hmm. surrounded by men and not just men men consuming alcohol and just the fact that we're women i think we have to look over our shoulder a lot more um than other people 
We've definitely had some scary customers yeah. in our bartending I mean, not career. so much like the pony keg wise, no. but like we've been bartending for a while even before that. But some people just have this like certain sense of like entitlement over other people and other people's time and other people's emotions that they just get kind of out of control. They just kind of become fucking assholes. So, but there has been some generally pretty scary moments but I think that's like almost anybody working in this industry like I said people are consuming alcohol like things come up there's a lot of people that feel um like we are and this isn't in a bad way at all like we're their therapist (laughs) and a lot of these things come out and maybe sometimes people feel a little too uh loosey-goosey and things just come out that maybe can't get a little sketchy yeah and you can't can't unhear them or unsee them so is that just the bartender persona or does that is the alcohol playing into that it's both they would just talk Yeah, people will talk more when they're drinking definitely Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah, bartenders are underpaid therapists yeah (laughs) to a great extent i mean we came in here and we were immediately (laughs) i mean it does make (laughs) us a little bit more inclined to talk just because um as you can probably notice, me and Kara are a little nervous about doing this. Um, what? Yeah. I, I don't can know. tell. I'm just not, I'm not the most well-spoken person and um, I tend to to cuss a lot. <laughs> so I get kind of self-conscious about it. Do you want me to cuss more? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, girl. Just balance it out. Yeah. <laughs> just tip for tap, we'll say it. Now none of our parents can listen. <laughs> Is that you guys' backgrounds? You were both bartenders before mm-hmm. you started. So for people that yeah. don't know, you guys are from the Pony Keg. Yes, Shout the out. Pony Keg so Mobile Bar. The Pony Keg Mobile Bar. I'm oh, Haley. Kara. Yeah. We are. Nick. I'm Nick for people that don't know. <laughs> Just tune me in. In case you don't know what you're listening to yeah. right now. This if you is just Nick. stumbled across this, mm-hmm. you're walking past the garage and you heard some noise, mm-hmm. then yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Growing Pains, everybody. I'm Nick. Um, but yeah, uh, we run the Pony King Mobile Bar, um, so pretty much kind of the same as you were talking about. Um, like peak COVID, we were ready to to get out and have some have some mental fun. stimulation. Yeah, mental stimulation. A new project. Mm-hmm. Financial stimulation. <laughs> um, Purpose. <laughs> so yeah, we were like, why don't we fucking like make something that we can like have events like outdoors again and like feel safe but also be able to like reinvigorate our community and be able to pay ourselves because we were in such like a weird financial situation on top of just like not knowing yeah not knowing nothing is certain so we found pretty much long story short we were like okay let's do this and we found this pink horse trailer on craigslist um Again, us going out in middle of nowhere in Sacramento yeah, and showing was, up. That was the first middle of nowhere trip. Is <laughs> yeah. us rolling up and we saw this trailer and we totally, you know, like pretended to like look at it and make everything, you know, we knew we like, were getting it. Yeah. We like, were like be like, mm, I don't know about these tires so or these wood slats like old and blah, blah, blah. And then we ended up bringing it home. Um, and then we just, kind of went to town on it and like created like a little self-sustaining off the grid horse trailer bar and it just kind of took off from there so 
made many modifications oh, yeah. over the a years. Lot. Yeah, the We're last still, couple of years too. Yeah, still making modifications. Each year improvements. Yeah, all DIY stuff. You guys did this all on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. We did have some help. Um, for one, the our bar tops are like this beautiful redwood bar top that we got from live one of edge. our friends. Yeah, like a live edge redwood bar top. And I definitely, my partner and I like looked at trying to do like epoxy on it, but I was so fucking scared to fuck it up yeah. that we ended up having our friend Chuck um, at Hicks Crafted uh, do it. And he did a, a fabulous job, but everything else was just like, just trying to custom build and like figure out what worked and like what didn't work. And I don't know, there were like certain things in it that we thought we needed. Yeah. And then like what almost three years and now we were like, fucking take it out. We don't need that. Like we overplanned a <laughs> yeah. few things. Yeah. Which is kind of our middle names. Is yeah. <laughs> overplanned, <laughs> over anxious, over caffeinated. And yeah. So those are the three keys to success. Yeah. You just gotta uh-huh. work so, through it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the three keys to owning a business. For sure. Over preparation. Yeah. Always. Well, and that's part of just starting a small business, right? Is you just got to work through all the kinks because mm-hmm. they're going to come up. You're going to figure out, yeah. okay, how do I want this laid out? What do we do in this situation? Mm-hmm. And you just, you're not going to know until you go through it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And I think like the biggest thing is one, um, open communication. Like Kara and I have known each other for four, almost five years, Aww. probably a little bit longer. And I think it's just like knowing that you could always talk to that other person and like if something is up or like you feel like you want to work on something just having that be like an open source and I think that's the biggest thing and when we went into it deciding we were going to do it we were very um upfront about that just being like if we're going to do this it has to be like we're going to do it and we're going to do it the right way so. You guys, so you guys knew each other. You were friends going into this. Yeah, yeah we, we we're, worked together, and during COVID, we were like the only people we saw. We were still essential workers. <laughs> Which you know what? I, I, Honestly, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we work. Um, I mean, fuck it. We could tell. I don't the public know. Like, they yeah. know us. All right. <laughs> we work at the Redwood Curtain um, Brewing Company. Uh, shout out to the Redwood Curtain. And during um, like peak COVID, we were um, canning like crowler filling beers and like handing them through the window to people yeah. for like six to eight hours a day um, because, you know, we were essential workers, <laughs> which was great just because one, we were still able to have a career, uh, a career and make money and stuff like that. But um. Yeah, that was like our, uh, it kind of, I think that's what kind of started and lit up this whole thing was like when we were, we were tired of doing that and like not having any contact with somebody like for like six to like eight hours a day other than like through a window and seeing that people wanted to like be together, but like it wasn't a safe time for people to be together. And then we were just kind of thinking like, oh, people are going to like want to party again after this is And done. outside. Yeah. Yeah. And just be together. Yeah. Yeah. And be able to enjoy that. Yeah. Hang out, mm-hmm. not worry about anything. Actually yeah. see people again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many people got screwed up just from the isolation aspect oh, of not being able yeah. to go out? A lot. I know. A lot. A lot. I think people yeah. are still like, I'm still recovering yeah. from it. I know. Mm-hmm. We were actually just talking I have more about social it. anxiety than I used mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Especially like, I don't know, my niece and nephew. Ugh. 
<laughs> they were already addicted to screens, you know, yeah. and now that, mm-hmm. that became their whole world. And yeah, the well, whole world for everybody because yeah. you got to yeah. work mm-hmm. if you're at home, and then that's all screen based mm-hmm. now. Kids yeah. are going to school online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your whole world yeah. is yeah. now literally through this phone medium. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way you get to interact with everybody. Totally. Yeah. And I don't know. Like I said, I feel like we kind of had like the perfect. Like in a way, COVID was kind of the perfect catalyst for us to start the pony cake was just because like we had a lot of time on our hands. Yeah, we too, had a lot of time to work on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a vision. Um I think like the community also had this like forward um or this like ongoing vision as well, like just wanting to be together and be safe again and um making that happen. And it was kind of like we fit into this little niche and because this area has always had really great like block parties and festivals and stuff like that and all of that went away during covid yeah and so it seemed like it it all came back like last year especially a lot of it bigger than ever yeah and i don't know i feel like having kara provide that context is important because she even had to provide me with the context because when i had moved here in 2019 so, yeah, I moved here in August of 2019. I know. And I was going to grad school at HSU. I'm sorry. Do you want to pull that just a little bit? You want to be really up on that sucker. Sorry. I know. You can lift it up, too. You don't have to. You're not going to break the stand. It's a little intimidating. Can I put it there? Yeah. Okay? Maybe just a tad bit closer. Perfect. Okay. I feel like I'm gonna perfect. Like, Kara's just, over here, just like not, I'm I'm not moving. I'm like, I'm if not my moving. nose touches it, is that? <laughs> um, I'm also afraid because of this that I'm just gonna like. I know. Oh. I'm gonna like be doing. Oh, you'll this. be fine. You're I'm like, good. Mike, yeah. do you want a little Can bit? Can you edit yeah. out like the belching? <laughs> it's just gonna be us burping through the whole podcast. Oh, yeah. Those right. are one Cackling, of the best ones, though. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just gonna be us breaks the ice, cackling and just gross. <laughs> That's a rough introduction to yeah. coming up to humble. I'll still like I'll mention a restaurant or somewhere in town, and yeah. she's never heard of it or been to yeah. it. And yeah, it just she's still getting to know. Yeah, a lot about I feel the area. it's yeah, it's been pretty wild. It's been a wild introduction. Like she, you went to your first movie at the minor this year, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know it's kind of fucked, but <laughs> I feel like I'm like in the community but I'm also like a super latecomer and then also on top of that just like I just moved here and then like COVID happened and all this other shit is going down um but you're still in school too yeah I was going to which doesn't help no and I was like fucking no time poor like broke poor so even if I wanted to go see a movie like I don't have money to do that yeah Yeah. (laughs) it wasn't gonna happen but um but yeah, I just kind of still learning about all these festivals. Like Friday Night Market this past year was my first Friday Night Market, and we were working it and like actually like pretty much a partner of it. So that felt pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it's mm-hmm. kind of weird because you almost got to see everything through a glass window, and yeah. then now you're rushing through it. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, now it'll be a part of it, yeah. and I'm doing mm-hmm. my business is kind of a part of it. Yeah. So yeah. Kind of got mm-hmm. the shotgun experience. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of great because kind of what Kara said, I feel like um, we keep saying post-COVID, but just in the present now, like I do have a lot more social anxiety than I had before. So it's kind of like really nice that when I'm working the pony gig and we're like representing like our business and like our community and stuff like that, I feel a lot more just like grounded 
And I think a lot of that is because I could hide behind the bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could get out of conversations that I don't really want to be having. Or um, It's also kind of a, let's just face our fears. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little a safe haven. Put ourselves in a huge yeah. crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But have like a, I don't know, have like our job and that we're doing stuff, but we're still like involved. And yeah, so it's kind of the perfect um, uh, fix that we created. <laughs> to elongate our social anxiety (laughs) well it's kind of like musicians playing music so they don't have to be out dancing in the crowd right maybe they have that social anxiety and so they get to be on Mm -hmm. stage and they don't have to worry about this that's very insightful yeah we're musicians now yeah you guys are basically (laughs) professional musicians okay maestro (laughs) i've noticed with myself this is going to sound kind of weird but bear with me washing hands like I would always wash my hands but I would never think about it I would just go wash my hands and now I'm sitting or standing in front of the sink thinking about how long I'm washing my hands Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. doing it way more frequently to a point where it's not even really necessary at this point like oh I go to the Mm -hmm. gym wash my hands before I go to the gym Mm -hmm. when I get home and I'm like why am I what just went to the gym. You like, touched all the yeah. filthy you stuff. You did touch a lot. Especially at the gym. Yeah. Everybody's sweating on everything. But it's kind of <laughs> weird to be cognizant of that. Of yeah. Like, oh, mm-hmm. wash my hands 400 times a day now. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Just... My skin will never be the same. Yeah. No. We were using so much bleach oh, and stuff like that. My hand jewelry hand all got tarnished from like... Oh. Kara. Oh, I mean, whatever. <laughs> my jewels. Oh, poor, poor me oh, during pearls. COVID. You don't know what I've <laughs> suffered with my pearls. <laughs> my gold is tarnished. I mean, I don't have a whole lot. <laughs> like two rings. <laughs> anyway, yeah. you know, it's the little things. Yeah. That I don't know. I wear feel, on a person. I feel like I've always been, um, I, especially like in the like bartending and restaurant especially in the restaurant industry i was always washing my hands all the time because you're touching people's like dirty dishes and like napkins and cups like you that. know what else i noticed changing during covid is like as soon as they lifted the masking regulations <laughs> glassware got filthy oh yeah because like <laughs> yeah. nobody was wearing makeup mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody's wearing lipstick mm-hmm. for like yeah mm-hmm. the last two years yeah. and then no masking lipsticks mm-hmm. back and all yeah. the glass rims got or really gross. I, yeah. I never thought about if I had something in my teeth for like oh, I know. a year and a half. Great. <laughs> and then now all of a sudden you're like, shit, my teeth, they're out showing to the world. So When you kind of have a blanket with a mask, right? Mm-hmm. It's like people can't see my face. I can just go out. I'm yeah. incognito. Mm-hmm. We sound like really stressed out people. I know. <laughs> This is a great way to plug. And then you get a drink and then everything's better. And then everything's better. Put it down with brown. Oh, my God. No, we're we're actually not really that stressed. No. No. Like, I feel, honestly, the other day I just um, called and I left my partner a voicemail because he didn't answer as per usual. But I just left him a voicemail kind of for my own self that I was just like, I legitimately feel so good about, like, the place that I am in the world right now and just... Like, feel great about Pony Keg. Like, I feel great about, like, my other job. Like, I feel great about my sister just moved up here, and I just feel very fulfilled. And, like, I am actually not that stressed. But I don't know. Sometimes I do fucking stress yeah. myself out, as Karen knows. Uh, yeah. I just, <laughs> I'm the queen. I'm the queen of stressing myself we out. We take turns. Like, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Share the burden. Yeah. Pass yeah. it around. One of us gets yeah. to be the one that needs mm-hmm. the support. Which is great because I do feel like 
one, we read each other really well. And two, it's like if someone is stressed, we're just like, okay, go go to the go back. Sit down. Do what you got to fucking do. Like, we're going to do this portion of it and then we'll meet together and figure it out. And I think that's also what makes a really good partnership. So, Were you guys worried about going into business together? Because that's the old adage you hear is, oh, don't start a business with your friend or it's going to go sideways. I, I don't know. Maybe we should have been cautious yeah. about that. But I don't think that was really something I was worried about. I just never started any kind of business before. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, you we'll make do it this sound together. like I started a whole bunch of businesses. Well, I, too, have never well, started I mean, a business. Yeah, I don't know. We we really depended on each other. I can remember yeah. like when mm-hmm. we were first making a some initial phone calls. We were there together. Oh, all nervous. Yeah, I know. I don't know. And now it feels, now it feels dumb. Just being <laughs> yeah. nervous. I and Yeah. Just worrying about stuff that you can't really do anything about. But no, but, I mean, I don't, I don't think I was ever, and it may be like, I'm not going to put a number on it or anything like that. But like me as an individual, I don't have a lot of savings, but like just the initial investment that we put into Pony Cake, it was more of time mm-hmm. than it was like financial, uh, whatever, like money and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and we had a lot of time and we had a lot of time yeah. to like build it and to build up our company and to like build up our trust in each other. So I think like it was more of like that was the capital that was be- being put in rather than like financial capital is more of like that personal social capital um so i think that's what made me a lot less nervous about it was just i could trust what we were doing and we had a lot of um we just we had a lot of conversations about it before we, we had it. that dinner mm-hmm. where us and our partners sat down and kind of talked about like what the time commitment yeah. was going to be mm-hmm. like are we all up for this cuz yeah. you know it's our business, but mm-hmm. our yeah. support system yeah. <laughs> definitely. It mostly has just to be like been involved, you know. Yeah. Are we doing something stupid right now? Like, I don't know. I don't think our partners would have ever been like, this is a really. Yeah, you guys should dumb probably idea. not do this. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'd like to hope that if it was a really dumb idea, they would have told us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so. so. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Who knows? They're both very non-confrontational. Me and Kara are very, um, not very confrontational, but we're very much like, what the fuck do you mean? You don't want to do that. Abrasive? <laughs> yeah, is that are the we word abrasive? we're looking for? We're kind of like sandpaper. <laughs> like, yeah, that, huh. that grit. And this was not confrontational we were going with. Okay. Yeah, I know. Is... I don't yeah. know. They're... <laughs> Here's the deal, too, is I feel like during COVID, um, going back to me cussing a lot, I'm trying to work on my vocabulary. Yeah, I you're feel, totally desocialized. Yeah, like I feel like I don't have <laughs> – like I go back to to talking sometimes, then I hear myself talking, and I'm like, girl, you you are fucking educated. Like you have, you have a vocabulary <laughs> that you should be pulling out. But then I like come up with these like adjectives, and I'm like, oh, God, which is probably why – I won't listen to this podcast after you I put it out there. I do not blame you. <laughs> I'm just going to – I'll throw it out there and never listen to it ever That's again. an interesting idea, though. I feel like I've fallen into that in a sense, too. I fall mm-hmm. into that if I play video games mm-hmm. too consistently oh. during mm-hmm. the week. Yeah. I notice that my language, it takes this weird shift, and then mm-hmm. I'll be talking in public and think, what am I – what am I saying right yeah, now? I sound yeah. like I'm 16, mm-hmm. cussing every other word. Yeah. But like, what is happening right I now? Know. 
I know. I used to play this video game where you crash cars, and then I would find that when I play it a lot, when I'm driving around, I'm looking at like, oh, I could fly off that ramp. (laughs) (laughs) Rack up so much damage. Video games are not healthy. I could take that easy. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. My dad used to do this thing where I would be talking or telling him a story in high school, and then he would be completely silent, and I would finish my story, and then he would say 18 times. You said like 18 times, and it's so, I feel like, I feel like I still do that, and it's something. I wish you hadn't just reminded me of that. I know. Sorry. Word tick. Can you edit all the likes out? No, I can't. Now it's going to be in the back of all of our heads. (laughs) But I don't. Every other word. I don't want to, like, return to that, like like <laughs> but it's yeah. easy to slip on into don't fixate on it you just mm-hmm. you fall into this speech mm-hmm. pattern and every mm-hmm. other word is well i used to think like you know sometimes i think that i like this and then mm-hmm. it just keeps happening yeah. and you're like oh totally. somebody you know. pull me out you of know. this k-hole yeah you know yeah you know <laughs> i think the whole other thing is too and this is something that i'm finding um just in my day job is that i'm i'm a very casual person and Throwing me in any type of professional setting, it's like I just bomb it the whole entire time. Did you say bomb it or yeah. vomit? <laughs> a little bit of both. Both. I yeah. vomit and vomit. I like to call it vomit. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm constantly trying to improve my communication. Um, I think we both have this. What do they call it? Um, Oh, when you're insecure about your own ability. No. (laughs) No. Imposter Um, syndrome? Yes, imposter syndrome. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to think of. Yeah, yeah. I think we both have a little bit of that because I think you're Mm -hmm. a very competent, articulate person. Oh, my God, like, thanks, Kara. (laughs) But, yeah, it's kind of strange to hear you say that. Mm -hmm. Imposter syndrome's real. We're all living it. Yeah. When you're harder on yourself. Than oh. you are on other people too, so I'm sure some of that plays in yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. But you guys do have that that instance where your work heavily involves talking to other people, mm-hmm. and so you got you almost have to be a little bit aware of. Yeah, that's just that's casual chit chat, yeah. though. You mm-hmm. know, most and that's of the time. I feel like that's why I'm always prepared to have a casual conversation. But if you want me to get up somewhere and like read an actual presentation, or if this um, were in front of an audience, like oh, I need to keep no. Do people listen to this? <laughs> Are people going to hear this? Like if, if all the people that listen to this were here in this room, I would be like pouring sweat from my face. Like public yeah. speaking is my worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of can't believe we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. That's why we asked for a beer. Yeah. Well, alcohol helps. Alcohol is a great that is our motto. Easing factor. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially for you guys, right? Yeah. You're like, hey, alcohol is kind of a saving grace. Guys. Somebody at the bridal fair the other day, uh, they came up. We had the whole trailer set mm-hmm. up and they were like, oh, so you guys are the people that break up the awkwardness at the wedding. Because yeah. we bring the alcohol. So, mm-hmm. well, they bring the alcohol. We serve yeah. the alcohol. <laughs> and it may not even be about like the alcohol. Like, we always do like options, um, like mocktail options and stuff like that, like where it's like, a craft cocktail, but we don't put any alcohol in it just so then everyone like everyone when you have, have fun. Yeah. When you have like a fancy drink in your hand and you're like at a party, it kind of does give you like a little bit more confidence. It's an yeah. accessory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Do you think a lot of it is just the social lubrication factor of alcohol or do you think it's the psychological aspect of both? I'm doing this. I can mm-hmm. cut loose. Like I don't have to present 
this formal appearance because I've got a beer in my hand and I can kind of cut back now. I think both. I want a shirt that says social lubricator. You got it. <laughs> it's going to be the new merch line for the pony keg. I was wondering what to get you yeah, for your next it. birthday. The new merch line for pony keg. We actually did just order some t-shirts and stuff like that because um, I enjoy having a uniform. I've given myself an everyday uniform in some way or some form. Just, uh, yeah, I like knowing like we're going to have an event. I want to wear my black pony cake t-shirt and my black jeans yeah. and my apron and call it a day. Even today I'm wearing like a shirt from my other day job and yeah, I'm like I just like having maybe that's I went to an all-girls Catholic school and we had a uniform and now I feel like it's like completely implanted it's in me. Starting to make sense yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I like not having to worry what I'm going to wear during the day. So I'm pretty anti uniform. I'm like, let's just wear whatever you want to wear. No, so, I mean, wear whatever you want to wear, but wear whatever makes you feel comfortable. And it's kind of like now I've hit that point. I don't know. Maybe I've always been at that point where I'm like, I just want to be comfortable and I want to feel good in like what I'm wearing. And I have certain things that I'm like, yeah, I could wear this black T-shirt every day and feel really good about it. Well, it takes the stress out of thinking about what you have to wear for this mm -hmm. job. Yeah. You say, okay, I'm just going to mm -hmm. wear black. Yeah. Every day. Mm -hmm. One yeah. call. It does help that. We own the business, so we could we yeah. could wear whatever the fuck nice we want to wear, yeah. but, <laughs> but True. we won't Just wear all black all the as time. As I have orthopedic insoles, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> we have mandatory insoles yeah. in our shoes. How long are your, the events? I would imagine it varies when you guys are out there. Sometimes it's like 10 hours mm -hmm. is kind of, I think, yeah. about the longest, mm -hmm. typically. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so you're on your feet for a long time. If I look like I'm <laughs> sitting weird, it's because my shoulder's a little fucked up. Mm -hmm. So fuck for you, girl. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just like, it is a physical job. Yeah. Did I you totally tweak your shoulder at work? I, I don't know exactly. And that, yeah, it, my back's always fucked up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, dragging around coolers and so much ice i don't so think so much ice i don't think i think people... we should have a whole conversation yeah. about how much ice yeah let's have a conversation about how much ice it takes to put on events let's go for friday night market which is about so it's in old town eureka they like shut down the streets and stuff like that so it's um run through humboldt made and we run both of the bars through there every friday i usually have to get about 40 20 pound bags of ice from Costco. Like that's how much ice it takes for what? It's like a three hour that's event. It's not very long. Yeah, it's like a three hour event. But like that's how much ice it takes to sustain this three hour event. And what I want to throw out to the public now <laughs> is if you have an ice truck, <laughs> if you do ice drop off service, you hit me up. You hit the pony keg up at our phone number. Just because we would use that even for weddings. This wedding that we did last Thursday, um, great wedding, by the way. It was um, Irish cowboys. There was like actual people from Ireland, but in like full on cowboy attire. <laughs> yeah. Like Irish compared to be, being like, I have a four leaf clover. It was like if the Marlboro man yeah. opened his mouth and it turns out he's Irish. Yeah. Yeah. It was. That it was is a rad. crazy picture to think and that's of. that was the wedding it, yeah, was it was very cool <laughs> so much fun but even for that we had what like 16 20 pound bags and it's just kind of like mm -hmm. um a lot of people hit us up and they're like do you bring the ice and i'm like i would never make you 
go get as much ice yeah. as we have to get all the time. Oh, you guys get your own ice. Oh, yeah. That's like included just because otherwise, you know how many ice chests it takes to haul that much? That's why Kara's fucking backs out yeah, all the time. Exactly. Just <laughs> huffing the ice. But the good thing is I've got plenty of ice yes. for my neck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I don't know. That's just kind of like the stuff um, that like is included. So pretty much like the pony keg. We, like, bring everything except, like, California's liquor laws are, in my opinion, really outdated and kind of fucking stupid. But we abide by them. But we pretty much bring everything except the actual alcohol. So our clients have to be the one that buys buys the alcohol. But we always send people, like, for hard liquor to Costco. Like, Kirkland liquor is, like, legit. It's always really, really good. <laughs> Shout out to Kirkland. <laughs> Shout out to Kirkland if you're listening. But, Yeah. That and we pretty much bring everything else. Like the only thing you have to bring on site is like that booze, but we'll also go pick it up for you. And we really take our time of like if people want kegs, like we will order those kegs for them from local breweries and like make sure that they're like accessible and we're bringing them. Um, But a lot of people are like, so do you just like will you do something where you just show to like two bartenders show up and then they'll just like bartend my party and we're like no because we bring so much shit like mm-hmm. and I maybe it is like our um what is it abrasiveness our, our anxiousness of <laughs> our like paper and over action. preparedness yeah that, that like I physically cannot send two people even myself like somewhere yeah. and then just like expect everything to be there so it's pretty much like we are bringing like an actual bar. <laughs> like you yeah. don't have to worry about cups. You don't have to worry about mixers. Like we make all the mixers. We get all the garnishes. We do everything like that and like get the ice, which is also just huge. Like getting ice and stuff like that for events. Slicing limes for oh, yeah. 200 people too. There's so much citrus. <laughs> and talk about your hands being fucked uh, up. Like, pickled. I feel like pickled. I don't have any finger fingerprints anymore. No. No. My, I, I think that's true. Like my yeah. phone will not recognize mm-hmm. my thumbprint. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes Science. like I'm up in the morning till like two in the morning slicing yeah. lines. I know. For oh man. Next, I know. For the next event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, a wild sight. And we obviously <laughs> we enjoy what we do. Obviously, like it, in the end, it's really fucking fun. But there is just like a lot of behind the scenes stuff of like shopping, cleaning, like. Like, a lot of people are really dismissive, too, of all that happens behind mm-hmm. the scenes. We get a lot of like, oh, I could do this. I've got a trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you want to be up till two in the morning slicing limes and yeah. hauling 400 pounds of ice. Mm-hmm. Or being at a wedding until midnight uh-huh. and having to like load everything up. In and the like rain. Clean. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> or like a whole other thing is like one time we went to this wedding and it ended up being fucking pouring it was pouring so the the wedding had gotten moved from outside to inside and we pull up and they want us to park on this i'm not even fucking with you like like oh super steep slope so steep like 45 degree angle no like 60 degree angle steep ass driveway where like the trailer has to be a certain way because our serving window is like on the the passenger side so we couldn't just back it down the driveway we would have had to like take it off and we fucking made it happen but afterwards we were like never we immediately went home and went to our googled contract amendment (laughs) and we were like we're gonna look through this thing we're gonna look through it 
1 to 23. <laughs> and we added a thing that it was like, if we show up and you want us to be like ass backwards on a fucking 90 degree driveway, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to drive away. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but if you can't find another place for me, but that's only happened one time, but it is yeah. kind of, that's the same one where we had to put a sexual fucking harassment thing in there. Cause I had not one, but two people grab my ass that day at this wedding and they were both elderly people. <laughs> and oh, one of them was a woman. <laughs> and one of them was a woman, which I mean, doesn't give, it doesn't make it okay. No. We're not me. We're there to work. But I was just, yeah, we were immediately like, okay, we need to like, and maybe that's like the type of things like we're learning as we're doing, you know, and uh, I don't want to be touched and I don't want to fucking park on and a 90 degree angle. To be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think that's a crazy request. That's not a crazy no, request. Keep your I hands didn't... off my partner's no. booty. <laughs> but also, we shouldn't have to put no. that on a contract. It's, like, it's crazy. It's 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 gross. It's just gross. Well, it's kind of funny that it was two older people. I mean, not funny, haha, oh. but kind of funny. Like, what is happening? There is... It's, I don't know. I, some people <laughs> just think it's appropriate to touch other people, and a lot of times it is... A generational thing like there's always people touching our shoulders or yeah but that's also kind of a post-covid thing too where yeah. i'm not i got my personal space yeah. now mm-hmm. all mapped out yeah i like it totally but yeah um, that's uh, we're safe behind the bar it's yeah when we go out to bus dishes <laughs> yeah we're in things the, get tricky the safety zone <laughs> do you guys spend most of your time in the bar so you, you are you going out to like collect up cups yeah and we stuff do some of that yeah. okay. sometimes we'll walk around like with champagne or mm-hmm. yeah cocktails, cocktails or whatever yeah, yeah. kind of work mm-hmm. the room a little bit but yeah a lot of the times we don't even get to leave the bar yeah sometimes yeah. like friday night markets mm-hmm. the only time we leave the trailer is to get more ice yeah. out of the cooler that's it that's really it mm-hmm. yeah. there will be like friday night markets sometimes we'll go like <laughs> two solid hours and oh, like yeah. not talk to each other mm-hmm. it's just this kind of yeah. autopilot and then we'll put things away in silence because we know we need to give each other like a little minute some kind of <laughs> some kind of space because we've been in like a fucking tin can the mm-hmm. whole entire time <laughs> talking to a thousand people yeah. yeah but even for weddings like it is totally true that like a lot of people just gravitate like a lot of people gravitate to the bar and maybe it is like what you're talking about like the social portion of it and stuff but um, we're like keeping drinks in pretty much the whole entire time. Also, Pony Keg is really cute. Oh, yeah. And you guys people want to look at it. They want to take pictures mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we let's just, just call it what it is. Yeah, it's really fucking cute. She's fucking adorable. But even after all this time, I feel like I don't get tired of people being like, this is so cute. How did you do it? it? And I'm like, well, sit on down. <laughs> Invite me on your podcast and I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> giving us that validation thank you yeah i mean you guys really do i've seen i kind of comb through your instagram and you guys do have a pretty sweet setup i mean it is cool what you guys have done and bypassing the california alcohol bill is pretty ingenious we're subversive yeah you guys are kind of like outlaws yeah just and we're like not the first people to do this at all like we didn't invent this no no not at all but um I think we just also really wanted to, if we were going to do it, we really wanted to put our personality in it and like a lot of like the decor and the way that we've like built it. I think we put a lot of like humble in it and we put a lot of our own personality. So it feels very like eclectic, like all of our little knickknack type things and 
We have like a little library and stuff like Our that. sticker wall. Our sticker wall. Do you have stickers, by the way? I think I do. I think I have a sticker I can give you guys. You're Sweet. going up Sweet. on our wall. Okay. <laughs> we could be a part of Sweet Pony, but yeah, I mean, I like I said, like we're definitely not the first people to do it, and there's definitely trailers out there that are like way classier than ours, but I think we bring like that grit and we bring like that. <laughs> well, like, we can go anywhere. We yeah. don't need electricity. We don't need potable water unless Mm -hmm. you know we'll we'll bring some yeah Mm -hmm. but we've definitely worked weddings where there's no potable water no electricity Mm -hmm. and yeah we don't need it which is very humble yeah yeah we can go Mm -hmm. anywhere most of the time like we are going down dirt roads Mm -hmm. and we have all shit like bungee corded up and ready to go and work these bungee cords man (laughs) but I don't know. We we do. I see myself as a really resourceful person and so does Kara. And it's just kind of like we get things done. We have a good time doing it. Like I think it shows when you look at one look at us when we're working and two when you just look at Pony Cake in general. Like she's very well loved and um, it's just it feels good. Like I said, I feel really good about where I am right now. And that's a good transition from where we started the podcast. Yeah, right? It was like the world is crumbling and everyone's like, everything's going to be okay. I know. I feel like sometimes. Chicken little. Yeah. People get It's so anxious. easy to slip into that mindset yeah. Yeah. and mm-hmm. just get so caught up in your own little world of everything's falling apart. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to fail. Yeah. I, I don't know. And that wasn't even something in my mind. Maybe because like. Not that we didn't have any expectations for our business, but we were starting with something that like we really wanted to do and we wanted to try and we knew that we're good at because we've already been bartending and like have already, you know, been a part of events and like already pretty like embedded in the community. Um, that the, the possibility of failure wasn't really there. It wasn't like, it was pretty low risk yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. It's more of like, let's just try it. And we did all the not fun stuff first. Ugh, yeah. Like all the county paperwork, the paperwork, and and insurance, and yeah, all California business license. Shout out to Zen Business; they're amazing. If you're starting an LLC, mm-hmm. I'm like sponsor Nick. <laughs> yeah, right. Did you guys, when you were starting and filling out all the paperwork, did you kind of want to do alcohol in house, or was the idea always to outsource it? The, that was something that was really complicated to figure out with the mm-hmm. county. Like they didn't really even know what to do with us because yeah. I guess we're a unique business model. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we also were just sort county. of like, what will work? What will you let us do? You know? Mm-hmm. So, and then in terms of like ABC law and stuff like that, California prohibits, we would have to have a liquor license to actually sell alcohol. So when you see us at like, outdoor festivals and nonprofit events and stuff like that, that's because we're partnering and using that nonprofit license. So when you're a nonprofit, you get like, I think 12 to 16 licenses per year that you're able to pull for ABC. But us ourselves cannot get a ABC liquor license, like a liquor or beer, yeah. wine or anything like that to sell because we don't have a brick and mortar. And they're also really expensive. Yeah. And then the county only gives out a certain amount of them. Oh, so that was the problem is that you guys are mobile mm-hmm. and they didn't want to give you it. Oh, mm-hmm. that seems weird. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. California, it's outdated. 
Yeah. In a lot of ways. Dude, we during COVID, people were getting margaritas and fucking drive throughs yeah. To I'm go like, in your little yeah. styrofoam yeah. cup. Yeah, I'm like, let's go back to that. It clearly worked. Like, <laughs> Well, and then you go. have Vegas where you can just oh, yeah. walk down yeah. the street with open containers. Uh, yeah, that's Vegas, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we I want Vegas. I don't, I don't, I don't want Vegas, Vegas crowds here either. <laughs> I don't think let's... we would. Well, maybe Old Town, you might get people walking around just. Well, that's how, how Friday Night Market yeah. is. Is yeah, yeah basically yeah. they close down like three blocks mm-hmm. to traffic, and people are just wandering yeah. around <laughs> drinking. Yeah. But I mean, it's not just that. There's music. Yeah. There's shopping. Mm-hmm. There's like the the market and um, crafters and everything. It's really fun. But yeah. yeah, so you're not just boozing it up. No. Yeah. I mean, if anything, it's like what that person said at that wedding. Like you don't drink to feel good feel drink to feel better and like i don't know that's just kind of like i would again i get a t-shirt of that or a hat i'd wear that i'd add that in my daily uniform but (laughs) but yeah i mean i don't think people are going there specifically to drink it's kind of like you could go there you could bring your kids and feel like you know you're shopping you're also getting like your groceries from the farmer's markets that's there you're dancing you're listening to live music like you're doing all of these things, but you also get to have a drink in your hand, and that's, like, really appealing. It's a nice addition. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the focus. It's this cool yeah. thing you get to add yeah, on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But booze also brings a lot of money to nonprofits yes. as well. So um, that's and why people we— People will spend more money when they're drinking, oh, yeah. too. Well, to be honest, they're, mm-hmm. like, I love buzz shopping. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Big fans. Big yeah. fans. But— yeah, I mean, nonprofit-wise, like, when we do things with nonprofits, it's kind of like a fundraiser. Like, when you have, like, like a bar, like a, a cash bar and stuff like that, like, especially for Humboldt Made, a lot of the stuff that they're doing, that money is going back to them through alcohol sales so that they could continue having more events that are – or that bring the community together and uplift, like, different makers and crafters and small businesses and – same for like the North Coast Growers Association, like selling booze and having these fundraisers and stuff like that. It gives them a lot more money to go back to like their members and infuse the community with like more local produce and and resources and stuff like that. Did you guys, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say we've gotten so much support from other local small businesses, too, and um, organizations like yeah. NCGA and Humboldt mm-hmm. Made. So like we love being able to. Yeah give back to them and keep those organizations going and um, and yeah. give support to those other small businesses too. We scratch each other's backs out yeah. here. Humboldt mm-hmm. County is a great county for yeah mm-hmm. um, small businesses. For just reciprocal yeah. like it, resources and like upliftment. But I think like a big thing is too is that going back to like a lot of people being like, cool, I could start that again. Like the – the social capital and like the personal and the time capital that we've put into pony cake, a lot of that has been volunteering. Like that is like, we don't do a lot of marketing just because we do so much in-person marketing and like just being out there in the community that like, I don't know, we're not made of money. We're running a multi hundred dollar company. here. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is just kind of like, if you want to do this and this is something that you really want to do, you're going to have to put in like, that time of like working for free. Like when you have your own business, most of the time you're working for free. Like the only time me and Kara pay ourselves is when we actually do like events and stuff like that. So we just pay ourselves like per event. Starting to branch out. A we bit are more starting to branch out a little bit more, but it's also been like administrative and it's almost been like three years. Yeah. So 
yeah but I think like a big part of us starting it is like cool we want to pay ourselves and learning like shit I mean maybe we should pay ourselves a little bit more when we can because we're doing a lot of this work and labor for free um, which is worth it but it's still that's something you I mean you probably have to deal with it all the time I mean like do you pay yourself I it's so funny when I started this so I started it on the ping pong table right Mm -hmm. at my parents house and I didn't tell my parents I was doing this or anything. All the equipment just showed up one day and I'm setting it up on the table and my dad comes home and he's like, like, what are we, what is this? Like, what, should I be worried? What are we doing here? <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's going to be this podcasting and I'm trying to explain it to mm-hmm. him. And he's like, okay, like, how are you going to make money doing this? And I, without missing a beat, I looked at him and I was like, I don't think I'll make any money for five years. Yeah. Just, I, like, I didn't even think about it. It mm-hmm. just came out of my mouth. Yeah. And he was like, should you can you return all this stuff right now like what are we what, five years what, <laughs> what is the that fuck are you doing yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but that's like i know you guys can appreciate that because we've been talking yeah. about it that's the side that people don't see is the mm-hmm. the back end stuff yeah. of yeah you're working 12 14 hour days mm-hmm. doing things that aren't glamorous just maintenance stuff and yeah. then maybe you get like 30 seconds of shine when you're at a wedding and people yeah. get to say yeah. oh this looks so awesome and then you go back to the grind yeah. it's like yeah. those 30 seconds is what everybody sees but and it's worth it yeah, yeah. well that's because you guys mm-hmm. enjoy it you like yeah. what you're doing mm-hmm. but if you hated it oh man it oh absolutely suck. not if i was working for somebody else's mobile bar company i'd be like bro you can't pay me enough even though we do have employees and we love you yeah, you're thanks, great guys. we love you shout out to them yeah <laughs> But, like, I don't know. I think it is – it's just one of those things that it definitely makes it worth it and just, like, having it be ours and, like, I don't know. I think it's also great that we get to, like, represent and, like, stand up for the shit that we actually, like, really believe in and Mm -hmm. enjoy. And um, being your own boss kind of fucking sucks, but it's, like, way more fucking cool than it sucks. So. Yeah, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. It sucks, but it's way better than working for somebody else. Like hands, yes. hands down. It's just yes. a better experience. And we both yeah. still work for other people. Yeah. So you guys still get that dichotomy of yeah, let's go back to the well, point. I mean, to be honest, they both have benefits. Working for oh, other people, yeah. you clock in, you clock oh, out, yeah. you're done with it, you go mm-hmm. home, you don't think about and it, and you get that you guaranteed know. check. Yeah, it's like, totally. I don't have to think about where right. my money's going to come from. That definitely has its perks. Mm-hmm. I yeah. appreciate my employer very much. <laughs> Shout out to but, them too. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm thinking like, wait, what did we just say? Okay, shout out to them. We we love our boss. But at the same time, it's really rewarding knowing that at the end of the day, what we're working mm-hmm. on is ours, and yeah. that we have the only say yeah. in how mm-hmm. it's run. So yeah, yeah that's and also yeah. like a um, growth trajectory wise, like it feels really good to have something to look forward to all the time and just like having pony keg in general. And like, we're in the process of building another trailer specifically for like fundraisers and festivals and nonprofits. It's like a tap trailer, which we're still trying to come up with a name. So far we've been calling it the micro pony. (laughs) I don't like that name for the record. (laughs) No, I, we have not been called now you can watch our disagreement process <laughs> as long as it's in my garage it's the micro pony when it leaves the garage it can be whatever the fuck it wants to be but um just like having like that sense of like growth and that you're like working for something like a little bit bigger and um 
And I know that sounds like so dumb when we're we're literally talking about like a 1974 horse trailer that we made into a barn. We're like, we're working into something bigger and it probably makes us sound like lame, but it does. It, it's kind of like working into that thing of like what you're talking about with your dad and and some of us just don't want to fucking have normal gigs like it just or normal career paths mm-hmm. like it just isn't working and like having something a little bit different is really exciting well i think the crazy thing is that most people fit into that i think yeah. most people don't want to work the nine to five mm-hmm. go clock in sit at a desk and then go home and that, that's why i was really interested in you two is you guys use this weird space of covid and took advantage of it because i think a lot of people got this moment to breathe where they could Mm -hmm. think okay what do i actually want to do because sitting at home or i'm working still but i mean we're in this weird time and i don't want to do this especially back in the beginning where people were worried about dying it's like Mm -hmm. is my life online and i'm bagging groceries like is this what i want to die for what is Mm -hmm. what's happening yeah and you two recognize that and you took advantage of it and you got this and i think that's what most people want to do and that's why they look at you and think oh i could do that again because they're seeing the 30 seconds of you guys in the sun but i think most people want to do that most people want to start their own thing where even if they're not making a lot of money or any money just the idea that i have this thing that i'm building and it's Mm -hmm. mine or it's ours and Mm -hmm. this is what we're putting out into the world yeah and everybody should everybody should have access to a dream like that and i think not to be that person, but I think that we should be able to create livelihoods and have the social infrastructure that could support that, like healthcare um, and a living wage. Mm-hmm. And I think that everybody should be able to do what they enjoy or at least partially enjoy, even if it is like hard work and not have to worry about like working five days a week or six days a week so you could meet like your hourly requirement for healthcare benefits like and I think that's where a lot of people end up in their situation that they can't get away from their career because of like all these other things in the way and they're scared they won't have healthcare anymore they're scared that they won't be able to like pay for you know other bills and stuff like that like I don't know and it's just kind of shitty because like a lot of people aren't in the space that me and Kara were and luckily we had like that little bit of savings that we could like make that jump and be like we don't we don't have health care provided by our jobs either way so (laughs) we're kind of like and we don't have kids like and our partners were supportive and um, luckily we live in an area that's relatively affordable and we were able to make that leap but I think a lot of people see it and they're like fuck yeah I want to do that and they should be able to do that like that should be an easy thing for people to do the shit that can make them money and they could create a livelihood. Life's too short. Yeah. To give totally so much. Like that was one thing during the COVID closures and stuff that was just like how disproportionately we live our lives in in this country specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, that we give, you know, five days to our employer and we get two. That's that doesn't make sense. You know, that's not how, I mean, I don't know. I'm probably sound like a spoiled brat, but (laughs) you should have more time for Mm -hmm. your life. Well, even now, like half the time, like in my working week. So I also work for the North Coast Growers Association and like I work 30 hours a week and I do pony keg, but I still feel like I have more time to do the things that I enjoy because I have pony keg Mm -hmm. and also because the organization that I work for really does prioritize like a work-life balance and like 
be able to like transcend through like that weird nine to five bullshit of just like, even if I only have one day off, like actual day off a week, I feel like I got way more done and I feel like way more enlightened and productive than I would if I was just working a normal like seven to four job. But that saying like, you know, do what you love and you never work a day in your life. That is bullshit. Yeah. That is utter bullshit. Yeah. You will work your ass off. Yeah. Ask Kara's back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As I'm twisting <laughs> my chair. Yeah. But. I like the saying, it's kind of in line with that, but it's find what you love and let it kill you. Mm. Yeah. And I think that fits a little more into my ethos of it's going to be work and mm-hmm. it's yeah. going to be hard and you're mm-hmm. going to Totally. hate life some days but it will be worth it mm-hmm. and most of the time it is worth it even in those yeah. struggles mm-hmm. no and it's totally kind of what Kara said life is too short like my dad died really young at like 52 and he worked really fucking hard like his whole entire life and was finally getting to the point where like he could go on vacations can like have time off like is thinking about other things that he enjoys out of his life that isn't work and he fucking died like before even like having any of that so I don't know I feel like that's kind of part of the reason that I was like fuck it (laughs) let's just start a mobile bar and see how it goes from there and like be outside as much as possible and do the things that we enjoy doing but also like creating a livelihood like in no way are me and Kara fucking sitting on money like everybody thinks that we sell the alcohol Speak for yourself <laughs> my jewels are getting tarnished <laughs> but I mean as long as we have enough to like get by and to feel comfortable like I will continue doing this um but yeah I don't know it's just we also get to go to some really beautiful places too we've seen some gorgeous properties Mm -hmm. like some beautiful farms and yeah like that's one of those pinch Mm -hmm. me things where when we're out at an event and you just it's just a beautiful spot like Mm -hmm. this is what we're getting paid to do right now Mm -hmm. this is amazing every time I think the only bad time was the driveway thing but even the venue itself was gorgeous yeah the driveway was just a hell zone (laughs) (laughs) that pack up was rough too yeah it was but yeah we get to see as we probably all can agree Humboldt County is fucking stunning so it is just like wherever we do get to go like the two of us like we'll always like try to watch the sunset Mm -hmm. or like just go take a walk around where we're at and Yeah, I guess that's the benefit that we don't need to be plugged in anywhere. And when I turn off the cynical side of my brain, too, I remember like, oh, we get to see all these beautiful unions take place (laughs) between, Uh you know, people who love each other. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's cool. No, You guys are in the back place and best. Like, is this Uh, where you're going? No, we would never, 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 ever. ever. We do try to predict Who's going to have too much to drink? Oh, yeah. We're going to have to totally. cut off. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like, oh, that guy. Yeah. But yeah. And that's that's a whole other thing that I feel like gets overlooked. I've definitely cried at more than a handful of weddings. Like, and half the time it's not even like the ceremony or anything like that. It is just kind of like there is something really special that, that people, um, even though they are paying us to be there, like want us to be a part of this like a celebration of their love and seeing like that's their... something they hopefully will only do one time. Hopefully. And that mm-hmm. like 
they've chosen us to be a part of it that's yeah Mm -hmm. a huge compliment yeah and seeing like their family and friends like that's always my favorite part is Mm -hmm. just seeing their family and friends like all there to support them and um we get we get invited to some pretty like different like non-traditional weddings in the sense Mm -hmm. of like um like there will be food trucks like it'll be centered around just like having a good time rather than doing like the normal wedding stages and stuff like that so cool family traditions Mm -hmm. yeah they were doing an irish jig oh yeah (laughs) it was cool all they were doing an irish jigs jig all in like straight up cowboy hats it was it was cool that was really cool yeah, that would be a crazy sight to see. I keep yeah. thinking about the Irish cowboys. I'm like, that oh, would be, it was, it was that awesome. is a, quite the mix. It was it was insane. It was really, really cool, though. I don't think that's something that we will probably ever experience again. I think that was a one shot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and before you ask, no Guinness, no Jameson. No. Mm-mm. They did have um shout out to Porto Pints. They did have mm-hmm. an Irish red ale that is abbreviated the IRA. And <laughs> <laughs> we weren't cool. sure if we should put it on the menu. <laughs> we were like, oh, okay. Yeah. We're gonna get flagged for the okay. guy for this one. Like, where, where do we stand? I bleeped it out on the menu, but <laughs> when you guys like you said, you kind of you're in these moments where theoretically this is a very happy time and you guys get to be a part of that and you get to see yeah. people coming together and just we've also been together. wanting to do like a divorce party <laughs> oh yeah which also is people coming together yeah i mean and probably pretty happy it's the next phase that's our next um targeted uh marketing group is divorcees so hit us up we're also, really gonna have to tap on the market we're doing right? a we're, do- <laughs> we're doing a dog quinceanera yeah uh, in weeks. two weekends and that'll be the first and that is another um marketed group uh we fucking love dogs and we if love you got parties. dogs yeah and want to hold a celebration <laughs> for them hit you guys up i hit promise up. not to bring my dogs because they're jerks wow, so you, guys, you guys are really getting quite the <laughs> quite the mix of people coming to you but mostly what we do is weddings mostly. yeah mm-hmm. and then a lot of like outreach stuff. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking about. Like Friday Night Market, we pump, we partner with Humboldt Maid to do it. So we're there every Friday. They just extended it this year. So it's going to go through October as well. So that's going to be pretty cool. Um, but yeah. So like that's and a, that's every Friday. That's every in Friday. Old Town. In Old Town. Mm-hmm. Beginning June. Nope. July, July. Oh. The week after July 4th. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of weekends. I know. But that's also why we made this tap trailer, just because mm-hmm. me and Kara both came to the understanding that we are only human and we can't be doing things all the time. Yeah. So. Will the tap trailer go out with your with the main pony keg or is it going to be like an additional thing that you use in certain? Additional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tap trailer is going to be used mostly for like street festivals and stuff like that. And I mean, it'll also be something that we use for weddings as mm-hmm. well. But um. Yeah, weddings primarily are on Saturdays for the most part, so we'll yeah have one for each. But yeah, the tap trailer is definitely more of like a, there's just more capacity 
Is like, it a bigger trailer? Like a bigger size? It's actually trailer? a smaller trailer. Mm-hmm. So it's a custom single horse trailer that we're building to have taps on the outside so that the kegs could just go on the inside. So it'd be kind of like an external jockey box. Yeah, like a jockey box on wheels mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. That like we go through a lot of beer like for Friday night market and festivals and stuff like that. So this is like a better way than us having to one set up two bars to set up the pony keg on Friday just to like break everything down Friday night, clean everything, get it ready to go, do the same shit on Saturday, clean it, get it ready to go on maybe Sunday. Maybe have a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe have a Sunday off. But yeah. last year we did um, the bar at um, the Blue Lake Markets. So uh, NCGA and Humboldt Made and the city of Blue Lake were all – doing like a street festival type thing. So we did that on Sundays. So this past summer, like really fucking kicked our ass. Yeah. So we were like, we need something that we can not have so much hands on mm-hmm. um, and that it'd be more of like an equipment rental um, and have have it be easier for the organizations that are doing these types of things anyways. Well, a little easier for you guys too, right? I'm sure that helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, yeah. There was one weekend where we did like three weddings and that was insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. in one weekend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's gotta add up pretty fast yeah <laughs> okay maybe we take a day off now yeah, yeah. we you did kind of crash out yeah yeah go to the river for like two days mm-hmm. <laughs> just decompress yeah mm-hmm. nobody talked to me yeah <laughs> that's a that's a huge thing is like i had to have um that conversation my partner and i have been together for a while now about like seven eight years and we both worked in bars and restaurants together and um, there is a very clear understanding. Like when I come home from something, I usually sit in the car for like 20, almost 30 minutes just to like fucking chill, mm-hmm. like to just not have to talk or like do anything like that. I'm not doing it to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings if I just like haul ass in the house and then I'm a bitch because I've had to talk to people all day. <laughs> is it just you're amped up from talking to people or are you just the draining aspect of starting yeah the draining part it's it is it's socially exhausting um having to talk to people all day and um, there have been some events where like my voice is gone at the end of it like Mm -hmm. especially like sometimes friday night markets because we're also trying to sell ourselves you Mm -hmm. know it's great marketing for us um, and great exposure. So everybody is asking us, you know, about, oh, where do you guys go? Where, you know, do you do this? Do you do that? And so we're kind of trying to sell ourselves all night. And so by the end of it, like sometimes I'm just, we're both just shot. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting aspect. On top of working the mm-hmm. event, you guys are also running branding. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, here's our story. Hey, give us a call yeah. if you need this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys totally. got a lot going on. Yeah, totally. But I, I think we're like, I think that's, like, another one great thing. I'm not, like, trying to gender this. A great thing about being a woman is you're able to, like, carry all of these things at one time and, like, execute it well. You know what I mean? Like, being able to, like, market yourself but also do what you're doing. Like, do your job but also be, like, socially appeasing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it comes naturally to many people because it is – it is like mentally exhausting, but when it's something that you like really care for and that you're really working for, then you you do it pretty well. And 
I don't know if you've like ever placed an ad in anything. Advertising is fucking expensive. That it is like our time is worth a lot of money, but like, I don't know, advertising for something that like someone may not even look at that magazine or listen to that radio station or listen to that podcast. Like <laughs> it's uh it's either do one or do the other. Like do one well and put a lot of finances in it or do one extra well and put a lot of time into it. Is there a lot of burnout with the work in the bar scene? Not necessarily with the pony cake, but like at an actual brick and mortar bar? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I would imagine a lot of that ties into the constant conversation aspect. Yeah. Because is the work as, I mean, I don't really, I've obviously never worked a bar, but I would imagine mm -hmm. the work isn't necessarily that crazy. It's tedious. You're restocking, you're pouring drinks, but it's. Sometimes it can be crazy and nonstop and Mm -hmm. like. Yeah. And everybody's They're, vying for your attention. That's yeah. the crazy part is you guys are, yeah. yeah. you're the hot girl at the club. Like everybody's <laughs> trying to, I need the bartender so I can get yeah. my drink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody is Everything. focused on yeah. you guys. Totally. I think it is, I for me at least, and I guess it's bar to bar too. Like I've worked at bars where like you're constantly making drinks the whole entire night. Like you don't really get to talk to people the whole entire night. And that's mostly like in like clubs or like music venues and stuff like that. But um when you're working in like, like for instance, like a brewery that has like a lot of regulars and stuff like that, you know them, you know what I mean? Like most of the time, you know them like pretty well. It's someone that you're seeing all the time. So it is just kind of like, if you're not having a good day, like you can't necessarily share that all the time just because like you, you have to like turn something on inside of you to like be on and to like entertain people almost. And like, when you have other things going on in your life, like fucking when I was going to grad school and then having to like write my thesis, go to class all day and then fucking go to work. I'm like, I could definitely not talk to anybody tonight and feel really good about it. But like you have to turn it on that you're just like, I need to be hospitable. I need to be social. I need to be those things. And and that could be exhausting. And it's definitely not me clutching my pearls being like, poor me, because I love doing it. And it usually always feels really good. But there is something about just like having to um, turn something on all the time that you you get drained. You have to like prep yourself during the day sometimes of like, okay, I need to relax today yeah. because tomorrow, like today, tonight's going to be crazy. So Yeah, you're kind of, what is it, masking in a sense where, mm-hmm. if, I mean, if you work a desk job and you're having a shitty day, you can go have a shitty day at work. Mm-hmm. But if you are having a shitty day and you got to go be interactive with people, you can't scare away the customers. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to last. Yeah. I can. I remember I was bartending uh, back when I lived in the Bay Area, and <laughs> we had just put our dog down, oh. and like I could, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I showed up to work, I had tears in my eyes, and they were like, "No, <laughs> you're not the vibe. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is not what we need right now." <laughs> like I could not fake it, and like they were like, "No, why don't you take the night?" <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's a good a- bartending job. Like, Where they say you can take a night. Yeah. 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 That is a good job. Shout out to Tommy. Yeah. I love you, Tommy. <laughs> Thanks for being such a good boss. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to just, it's like working your business is there comes a point where you just have to put your head down and mm-hmm. you just got to push through. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're having a hard day, you just, and totally. especially more so with your businesses, nobody else is going to come and do it for you. No. Like at least right. with that, like they could call somebody else yeah. in maybe, or maybe mm-hmm. they just run a little short yeah. staffed. If you're having a bad day and you guys 
have a gig. You gotta go yeah. do the gig. You yeah. can't just call out and say, "Hey, I can't make your wedding." Totally. Yeah. I'm struggling today. I couldn't even imagine what knock on wood what would have to happen for me and Kara not to show up we to have, an event we have in our contract something called the oh shit clause and we have never had to invoke it before yeah. we mm-hmm. thought we might when we had because we had a wedding in Salier this last week and we weren't sure if the 299 was going to be open mm-hmm. that's really the only yeah thing that we were mm-hmm. a little worried about yeah. but other than that yeah I can't like how bad I don't even would want the to think about have to be? what would have to happen for us to to miss something, especially like a wedding. Um, but yeah, the oh shit clause was definitely kind of brought on by COVID too. That like it was just so up and down of like, yeah, all right, we're not doing shit, California, you're shutting down again, like you know. And then I don't know, some like the earthquake, like a whole bit like a natural disaster, yeah. like. A whole bunch of shit like that. And like it's also something that like our clients could invoke too. That it's like if you tell us, I remember like not mentioning any names, we did have somebody cancel and we gave them a full refund um this past summer because of like some some pretty gnarly health news, like um, like a diagnosis. And we were like, Yeah, fucking take your money back. Like <laughs> you're gonna need it. But it is just kind of like that oh shit clause gives us a little bit of wiggle room of just like, yeah, if they're if the two ninety nine is closed and it's fucking snowing, like sorry. <laughs> yeah, what do you want me to? I can't yeah, go pull the yeah. rocks out of. The I'm road. not gonna do that. Yeah. Like yeah. that's not that's not gonna happen. But that's and then on Caltrans. <laughs> yeah, that's all on our tax dollars, baby cakes. But yeah, I uh, I don't even want to have to think what. We would have to do. I think we also put that in there, too, because, like, yeah, we weren't sure, like, what if one of us got COVID or something Mm -hmm. and, like, it's Mm -hmm. the mandatory Mm two-week quarantine or whatever it was that, like, okay, under those circumstances. Mm -hmm. And it works pretty well. Both of our partners have worked weddings and events with Mm -hmm. us, too. Like, we've definitely... We do have some backup Mm -hmm. where one of us... Were to fall is down to to be struck out if one of us has their back out or <laughs> our shoulder starts going maybe they got a little help or yeah yeah I don't know has stomach problems and that's always my <laughs> thing yeah it's but. important to have people in your corner mm-hmm. especially doing something like this yeah it's really anything in life it's mm-hmm. important to have some people in your corner yeah that you can just kind of lean on if things go a little sideways mm-hmm. totally yeah. We both have very supportive partners, too. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things I always talk about that it can make or break your life is your partner. I mean, if you just get a shit, draw the cars and you marry somebody and it just goes sideways, that is the easiest way to fuck up your life. And it's just this thing. Now you go home Mm -hmm. and you're just hating life. And it's just it happens to so many people. It's just this trap. And Mm -hmm. that's your life now. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I don't even think that's like a romantic partnership. You know what I mean? Like I think it's a lot of like some people that we have in our, our lives that we um like, I don't know, let's say it went to shit with me and Kara. You know what I mean? Like every it's actually pretty funny. For a long time everybody thought that we were partners. Still a lot of people do. <laughs> romantic partners, but I'm here to set the record straight. We are business partners. <laughs> But yeah, every time like my partner is my boyfriend and I just always feel weird calling him my boyfriend just because I don't know. He's like so much more than that. We're going steady. (laughs) He gave me his pin and um, 
yeah. Anyways, but I don't know. I think it is just kind of like the people that you choose to put in your life, like even outside of romantic partners, like it could be hard. It could really, really divert some shit. Yeah. Keep out the toxic influence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the key is just try to keep your your external stress as Mm -hmm. low as possible and keep out people that want to increase that. Mm -hmm. Because some people just thrive off that. Just love the drama. Just love stirring stuff up. I don't understand that. Mm -hmm. It's like a sport for them. I always... I. Can appreciate watching them go down that path, but I can't follow them because it's just too chaotic. It's like, I don't, how would you want to live your life I like know. that? But I could watch. Yeah, I'm like, I. <laughs> it's like watching those true crime shows. Yeah, it's like, I I'll know. watch if you're gonna put it out there. I'll yeah, watch it, dude, but I'm not going down there. If with you're you. gonna have a fucking show, I will watch from the stands. I don't want to. Let me get the pony keg. <laughs> Pull out some lawn chairs. I'll be there. Yeah. Fuck. Give me a taco truck. <laughs> Pony cake in a taco truck. Yeah. I'll pull out a chair. Start a fire. But yeah, I don't know. I think it is. I think it is um, insanely important romantically, platonically, anything like that. The people that you surround yourself with. Um, and it's hard because a lot of the times we find ourselves in situation that situations that are really toxic that we can't get out of, whether that be like work or school or um sometimes it's family family. (laughs) yeah sometimes it's family and you really have to like give yourself time to heal after that and um for me I feel like I get really um I am very hard on myself for like okay you need to like get it back together you know what I mean like when hard things do happen even if I have a support system but yeah I don't know it's it's important to surround yourself with all those good people this is very therapeutic. Yeah, thanks, Nick. That's what I'm here for. I'm basically a doctor. Do you want to talk about my, my dreams? dreams. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with your dreams? Oh, it's been weird. <laughs> I had somebody, I can't remember who I was talking to, but we got we were talking about lucid dreaming and how that's a rabbit hole that you can go down. I actually watched this video about this kid. It, well, he's like an adult now, but when he was younger, he got really into lucid dreaming. Do you guys know what that is? Um, Isn't it that scary movie? It's I, I don't know. Is there a movie about it? Um, oh, I'm thinking. I'm of thinking night of, terrors. No, night terrors. That's something <laughs> that's, else. Oh, I'm thinking of you were describing the the plot of the movie Insidious Inception. or yeah Inception or something. Inception's like. so good. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, oh, isn't that a scary movie about lucid dreaming? <laughs> it's kind of tracks like that. Lucid dreaming is it's just really vivid dreaming where mm. you feel like you're actually there and with a lucid dream you can actually control it you recognize that right. you're dreaming and like so, you train your brain yeah and so this kid i think he was in high school when he started doing this you can kind of control that there's like youtube videos to figure out how to kind of game your body into going into that state and he got so into it that he was always lucid dreaming and he started sleeping like 12 hours a day was cutting school just to sleep in his bed and was building this whole life for himself in his lucid dreams and that's all he wanted to do. And it was like this drug that, that he got addicted inception. to. Yeah. That is so <laughs> and depressing. And then he had to pull himself out. And it was like in college, he finally got a grip on it. But it was like a drug. And he just yeah. got he, like, sucked into He went into, into withdrawal. Can you imagine like... Being addicted I need, to sleep. Yeah, I need sleep so bad. But can you imagine like... Being like, yeah, I'm oversleep. I'm gonna start like lucid dreaming get for back shits to my and gigs. other life. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, guys, I can't go out tonight. I gotta I gotta go back to my <laughs> wife and kids in my dream. Like, what are we I doing? I handle some shit. Yeah, in my dream world. Uh, yeah, that's. It really is like Inception. Now that I'm thinking yeah. about it, it's mm-hmm. like built when they built that 
whatever three layers down. Yeah. yeah. You know, now I'm that still I'm... not sure about <laughs> that entire movie. Like, yeah, I'm still not sure about Leonardo DiCaprio. Honestly, was that Leonardo DiCaprio or Matt Damon? That was oh, Leonardo but DiCaprio. I can never <laughs> keep straight. <laughs> that was Leo. That was a great movie. That was a really good movie. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, Insidious is also a movie about lucid dreaming. It's a. I've never seen it. Oh, it's, I was getting that one confused spooky. with Prometheus, which I also <laughs> We're just I all over the place with movies now. <laughs> Welcome to Growing Pains Movie Edition. <laughs> this is a new spinoff of the. This is yeah. my mini pony. This is going to yeah. be a spinoff. The, my, your micro pony. Oh, your micro pony. <laughs> your micro pony. Yeah. What about Nano Pony? That's ah, no. no. That too. <laughs> To Steve Jobs, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to workshop it. We're still working through the names mm-hmm. of the new one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it took us a while to come to the pony keg, surprisingly, because it seems like a very obvious name now. But we went yeah. through some terrible. <laughs> there was at one point, there was at one point, which I'm so happy we didn't do it. We were gonna name it off the wagon, and now how many people like don't drink like yeah. that? We do like mocktails and stuff like that, or people being like. I've been sober for 20 years. It would have been so insensitive. I think I would have crawled in a hole and died if I was like, oh, yeah, welcome to our bar off the wagon. And it's somebody that's been like sober for like 20 years. Ugh, We're just making a cheeky pun about your lifelong struggle. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Aren't we fun? (laughs) Yeah, naming is kind of the the biggest battle behind actually starting, right? Is figuring out, okay, what do I want to call this thing? Mm -hmm. My child, what is it? What are we going to make this into? Um, well, personally, uh, we just got really drunk and a little stoned. And then we were like, Kara immediately was like, the pony cake. Well, and we were it like, wasn't immediate. We went through a lot of bad <laughs> oh, well, ideas I mean, first. yeah, no, we went through probably like 20 ideas. And there's also like a thing. This is a whole other thing. Like you can't just like name something. Like if you have an LLC, you can't just like name it, whatever the fuck you want to name it in the state of California. It has you have to have a different name. So like if we went with, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like another mobile bar name. We don't need to plug a different. Mobile no, you're bar. right. If we went with another <laughs> name, like it has it has to be completely unique. Like and there's literally like search sites like on like the state of California business license website and stuff like that for you to make sure that you have a unique name, um, which makes it feel even more special. We're the only pony keg. In the state of in California. California. <laughs> <laughs> TM, 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 TM. Yeah. Yeah. You and guys I, are one on one. You got to protect your brand too. That's mm-hmm. important. So, no. I, I get why that's got to be so. No. But yeah, I mean, if you guys had three other pony kegs here trying to compete, it might get a little yeah. awkward. We would win, but yeah. <laughs> what is the, the plan here moving forward? Are you guys just going to keep adding other little trailers or? You're just gonna keep doing it and see where it goes. <laughs> well, Nick, we are um we're just going with it. We're going with it. We're adding the second one. I think it's gonna make our life a little bit like how we were talking about. Like it's not gonna make it easier, but it's gonna make it um more productive in the sense of like we're using our time in a better way and like our resources compared to like constantly having to like clean up the trailer and like you know get ready for the next thing so the second one will make it a little bit better um I don't know we'll see if we want to do another one I I really enjoy the balance that we have right now and we've talked about it like 
if it's in the cards, like what it would look like completely expanding. But I think that's also like up to our client base and our community. Like we would need like the appropriate funds to make that happen. And if we were to expand, it would need to be like our actual livelihood compared to um, also having day jobs and doing this as well. Is that kind of what you guys want to take it to is doing it as like a full-time business and replacing those jobs? Or do you want to keep that mix? Um, if I had the choice, I would never work ever again a day in my life. <laughs> just across the board. Just no work. I'm like, I would work maybe an hour a week. And no, just kidding. Um, Well, that's definitely something that we've talked about. And I really enjoy my day job and I feel very fulfilled in my day job. Um, uh, So it would definitely, our balance would be a little bit different if we were to continue to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think that's half the battle is just figuring out what you want out of life yeah. and what mm-hmm. your, what work, whatever that means for you looks like. Yeah. And if it's a split between a business and a business that you own, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it has to be this all or nothing thing if you're happy with what you're doing. I think the happiness portion of that is key yeah. and just trying to maintain that if you can get there. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's the most important factor. You might not realize this, but I'm a little bit older than Haley. <laughs> and you don't realize it, though, right? I so, Look at her. She's hot. I, think, so, <laughs> I love that this is an this is an audio only podcast, right? <laughs> Let's stick to no, that. No, actually. <laughs> yeah, this is awkward. Let me just cover the camera. Right? Uh, like, uh. um, but I don't know. I think about like my long term future and potential retirement and stuff like that a little bit more mm-hmm. and think about how it would be nice to transition into that as my own boss. But mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. That feels like a pipe dream. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of like what's the average retirement age projected to be for our generation? Sorry, my generation. <laughs> I don't even know. It's got to be what, like 70. <laughs> Me personally, as a twenty-seven-year-old, I'm—I don't think I'm ever going to be able. I will die working. That scares the shit out of me. Unless something that. changes, you know, going back to that social security net that I'm talking about—that we should all just have health care and a reliable social security at the government. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens with Pony, but yeah. I think the whole point of us starting it was we just wanted to be able to pay ourselves but also still do the shit that we like to do. And as long as we could continue doing that, then we can continue growing. Um, I think we're just going to keep doing it as long as it's fun. You know, once we don't like doing it anymore, we're going to stop. (laughs) Yeah, There's no pressure. We'll sell it. We're out. Yeah. Are you interested? That is is sort of our our fallback plan is like, oh, we can just sell the whole thing. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. And it is, I think, just understanding that nothing is like forever, forever and everything is dynamically changing. And um, but there's so many things like in place right now that are making our lives easier. And like I think like a lot of that I'm going to throw in like my other day job. So I work for the North Coast Cars Association. So we recently got this massive um, farm to institution grant. So now we're pretty much, um, we have something called the Harvest Hub, which is a food hub. So it's like a wholesale center for pretty much we connect producers, like farmers and their products to like large institutions like um, the Humboldt County Office of Education. We're going to start doing all the school lunches from farmers 
um, restaurant wholesale, things like that, um, food for people. So like we are also a member of the Harvest Hub, which this summer is going to be amazing because we really do prioritize and like buying as much local products as we can. Citrus wise, we're not, we can't. <laughs> like lemons, yes, we we can, but like grapefruits, limes, things like that, that we can't grow here. It's not going to happen. But now like there's this internal system that's being made in our county that's going to make it a lot easier to get local foods to businesses. So like we're not going to have to, even though I love going to the farmer's market, I don't need to go to the farmer's market twice a week in the summertime to try to get the ingredients that we need, you know what I mean, in bulk. So there's a lot of things that are making it a lot easier for us. Like now we're a little bit more, um, I don't know, not that we have seniority, but like now we have like a little bit more say in like the setup for events and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And like what that looks like, like what um, type of booze we're getting for partnerships, like timing, staffing, stuff like that. You can say no to things too. Exactly. Yeah. Which is a beautiful power. That's a really Mm -hmm. nice place to be Mm -hmm. in our business is that, yeah, yeah, we can say no to stuff. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I'm excited for you guys. I think what you guys are doing is awesome. I really like the concept. I would implore everybody to go check out your guys' Instagram because you have some awesome pictures of your actual setup there. Uh, That's cute. That's all Haley. She's our, neither of us do any social media. We don't have our own. ourselves personally. And Mm -hmm. she's figured out how to use Instagram. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the pony cake makes it fun because it's like, it is just, it's just fun. It like makes it, even though I know there's like, and that's also not like our livelihood. Like I keep going back to that. Like we're selling a service rather than a product. So I think that's when you have like a product on social media, you have to put so many more things out there. Um, Our service doesn't really change. Like it's dynamic, but it doesn't like change so we're just putting up fun shit that that we're doing and it takes the stress out of trying to like formulate how am i gonna market our product yeah i hear so much yeah about like like the algorithm and stuff and i'm like i don't fucking care about i just post yeah Yeah, i'm I'm like i post once a week i repost stuff on the stories and um we make it happen so you guys definitely make it happen Mm -hmm. fuck yeah Yeah. (laughs) well this was a lot of fun i appreciate both of you really for coming on we'll have to Thank do this you. again this was awesome we appreciate you and it was really not as nerve-wracking yeah. nerve-wracking as i thought it was you have a very be. soothing voice has anyone ever told you that i have not gotten that thank mm-hmm. you um very soothing. really it's i mean you guys make it easy when you're having a great conversation <laughs> so that's half the battle and it's like ringing in my ears yeah <laughs> it's important yeah. there's this one podcast that i thought it was just a really annoying host that i was listening to and it turns up i had it like sped up oh. <laughs> that might do so, it. so it was a way higher pitch and just super fast listening and, at like double the speed yeah just and i realized like oh there's minutes. a setting for that ew well while we're um here what's your favorite podcast to listen to recently I'm basic. Mine's like the Joe Rogan experience or mm-hmm. breaking points for news and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I'm not super crazy. I do like Crime Junkie. Crime Junkie is a really good mm-hmm. true crime one. I think what mm-hmm. they do is pretty awesome. But yeah, yeah I'm not too yeah. crazy with my podcast. There's so many out there now. Like you could listen to anything yeah. on any topic yeah. totally. with anybody that you like. Mm-hmm. It's just out there. I've been doing, um, I've been on a rampage of um, it's two podcasts. Um, one's called Ruined, and then another one is called Too Scary Didn't Watch. And pretty much they just give the whole um, 
plot of horror movies <laughs> because I love horror movies. I could use that for Midsummer. I would. Oh, not they they. Oh. But <laughs> I think like terrifying. It's was, one it, of, was it a good scary movie? Oh. Midsummer. Yeah, I haven't seen mm-hmm. it yet. It was good. It's it's, it's a mind disturbing. Fuck. It's, it's just disturbing. a total mind fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a good. I love a good scary movie, but I don't like the crappy ones. Like when it's like it's not a, it's believable a, or it's, it's very kinda... well done, disturbingly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. oh, yeah. let's check that it's one really out. Really good. Okay. But I love horror movies, but a lot of the times visually, shit fucks me up, and it sits with me for a long time. So just listening to someone describe it and like adding some commentary, it really it really hits the spot. It's good. Okay. You could just listen to the Midsommar one if you... No, I'd have to watch it. I'm uh-huh. a visual. I, I can listen to audiobooks. I mm-hmm. do enjoy audiobooks, but mm-hmm. I would rather read, and I would rather watch the mm-hmm. movie probably. Then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'll definitely check out Midsommar. It's disturbing. I, I don't think it's as disturbing as Hereditary is, though. I have not seen Hereditary. Hereditary was pretty good. Hereditary, Hereditary was pretty good. Was, when I talk about visually disturbing, it is visually fucking disturbing there are some moments in that movie where yeah. you're like oh, okay this yeah. is what we're doing now mm-hmm. don't watch that one you okay. can listen to that okay. one but don't watch that one <laughs> i don't do well with scary movies <laughs> I know you at don't. all <laughs> okay well do you guys want to plug where people can find you where they can book you if they want to use you guys yeah where they can get our all your stuff? website is www <laughs> That's a good start. We're getting, we're getting there. PonyKingMobileBar.com. I have that in there now. Can we look? Momentary pause. Isn't there a that? Edit this out. Edit this out. Edit this out. Cut that. Cut that. I have it on airplane mode. Can we play? I mean, we can just do it. I'm gonna bet that it says the. I'm just. I'm impartial third party here. I think it might say the. The. Because our. Unikeg mobile I think bar. Our email doesn't have the, but our website does. You can find us at www.theponykegmobilebar.com or at our Instagram at ponykegmobilebar. Okay. Nice. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, Kara, Haley, thank you both. This was really a lot of fun. Thank this you. Was great. Thank you.